0: to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with No Basis for Greed, as we pick up in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 1. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck.
1: O everyone that thirsteth, come to the waters. He that has no money, come, buy and eat. Yea, come and buy the wine and the milk without money and without price. God is going to allow the earth to just bring forth abundantly and every man shall set neath his own vine and fig tree. And they shall live in peace together. There won't be the greed that has actually created so many of the Horrible wars in our history Those men who profit over wars Those men who Have the commercial interest and all Who can Make great gain Through bringing a nation against a nation All be gone The basis of greed will be gone Everything will be free Oh everyone that thirst has just come Help yourself. Take what you want. No money, no price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, the Lord said? You labor for that which does not satisfy. As as he speaks out against, you know, our, our whole system today, how that we labor so hard to get things that really don't satisfy. Why is it that you do this? Hearken diligently to me. Eat that which is good. Let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear. Come unto me and hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and a commander to the people, So Christ shall come and sit upon the throne of David and order it and establish it in righteousness and in judgment. And he shall be as a witness to the people, a leader, a commander. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew thee not shall run unto thee, because the Lord thy God and for the Holy One of Israel, for he hath glorified thee. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near And let the wicked forsake his way And the unrighteous man his thoughts And let him return unto the Lord And he will have mercy upon him To our God For he will abundantly pardon Oh, what beautiful words of God to us tonight Call upon the Lord while he is near While he may be found Seek him while he may be found Call upon him while he is near Let the wicked forsake his way The unrighteous man is thoughts of evil Return to the Lord for God will have mercy He'll abundantly pardon you For God says my thoughts are not your thoughts Neither are your ways my ways Saith the Lord I will vouch for that I don't understand so many times why God does the things he does. His thoughts are not my thoughts. Nor are his ways my ways. I would do many things much differently. I wouldn't do them more wisely, I just do them differently. But you see, the difference between God's thoughts and my thoughts. And God's ways and my ways Is that God knows the end from the beginning Therefore he doesn't do something and wonder if it's right When he does it he knows it's right Now the way I do things I do them and I hope it's right And sometimes it is But many times it isn't But when I started doing it, I was sure it was. So many times I think that this is the best way, and then I find out it isn't. There was a much better way. So God says, hey, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours and my thoughts and your thoughts. I mean, there is such a difference. And yet herein is the folly of man because I get angry with God sometimes because he doesn't do it my way. Now, isn't that ridiculous? For a person to get angry with God because God has done something a way they didn't want it done or a way they wouldn't do it, Now, if I did it my way, I would never have any troubles. I would never have any weakness. I would never have any problems. If I did it my way, it'd just be smooth sailing all the way. No storms. But that's not God's way. For you see, if I did it my way, I would never develop any strength of character. I would become a very weak, flabby, spoiled person. Miserable to be around because I would not understand a person that did have problems, a person that did experience weaknesses. I would become intolerable towards them. And so God doesn't let me do it my way. God lets me fall, God lets me stumble, God lets me experience weaknesses, God lets me experience troubles, trials, problems, difficulties so that when my brother is in need, I can come to him in meekness and lift him as I consider myself realizing that I too am tempted. So God's ways are really best. Now, for me to insist that God do it my way is sheer folly because now I am exalting my knowledge above God's. For me to demand that God do it my way God, I want you to do this now. I'm speaking this into existence. and We want you to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, how foolish. Because, you see, that's exalting my knowledge, my ways, my thoughts. It's seeking to make them supreme instead of God supreme, who knows all things and knows so much better than I know. Now, the wrath of God is going to be revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of man who hold the truth of God in unrighteousness. And for you to hold the truth of God and yet exalt yourself and your thoughts and your ways above him is holding the truth of God in unrighteousness. That's the wrong way to hold the truth of God Because you say, well, God is supreme, God knows everything And then I say, now God, I demand that you do this Or I command you, Lord, to do this That is not making God supreme That's now making me supreme and my way is supreme So I'm holding the truth of God in wrenches. I'm saying, God, I know better than you know My way is better than your way How much better it is. How much more glorifying to God it is. What a great witness it is when I can just say, oh, God, your will be done. I just commit myself and my ways to you, Lord, that your will will be done in my life. You do what is best. You do what you know is best. And not to question and not to challenge and not to gripe and not to complain when things aren't going my way. Not to give God such a miserable time Oh, again (laughs) If I were God Man, would I put a plug in some people's mouths (laughs) As they come whining and complaining You know, and the minute I would hear that Oh, God, I just (laughs) (laughs) Whining to God Oh, of course, I'm very intolerable towards whining. Talk to my kids. Man, that's one thing I can never stand, a whining kid. And they learn that. And my kids may do a lot of bad things, but they don't whine. And I can imagine God's attitude towards the constant griping and whining and all that he hears from People. Because he isn't doing something to suit me To suit my way To harmonize with my thoughts But yet As high as the heaven is above the earth Now how high that is I don't know And I don't think anybody knows But it's It's out there It's high Just how high I don't know But it's awfully high So are God's thoughts higher than mine And his ways are higher than mine So surely the wisest thing I could ever do Is just to commit my way unto the Lord And that's what the scripture tells me to do Commit your way unto the Lord And he shall bring it to pass Whatever he plans Whatever he purposes, he'll bring it to pass if I just commit my way to him. For as the rain cometh down in the snow from heaven and returns not thither, but it waters the earth and makes it to bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I have sent it. Now God here uses a very common figure, an occurrence of nature, the rain and the snow, to illustrate his word. How that they come down from heaven, even as God's word has come to us, Not as an invention of man as some would have you to think But all scripture is given by inspiration of God Holy men of old wrote as they were inspired by the Holy Spirit God's word has come to us from heaven And the purpose of God's word is to work here on earth Not to work in heaven, but it's to work here on earth Its effect and its fruit and its result is here on earth. Now, even as rain comes down to water the earth in order that it might spark into life all of the potential that is there in that dirt, you look at a dry, parched, dusty field, barren, but yet... In that dirt, in that dry field, there's all kinds of latent life forms. Out in the desert, dry parched sand, but just get a few inches of rain. And oh, the beauty, the glory that is there as the rain sparks into life all of the seeds and everything else that are there, and the desert turns purple, it turns yellow, it turns golden, it turns blue with with all of the beautiful flowers as the seeds have been touched by the rain and brought forth into life. So our lives, as God's word comes to us, is able to transform our lives and bring into life that spirit Now, the word of God is that which comes to our spirit and brings life to our spirit and thus brings forth all of the glory and the potential of our being. Man without the word of God remains dead, lifeless, barren, deserty. But oh, when God's word, like rain, begins to just soak my life, the fruit, the results, as it waters, in order that it might bud, blossom forth, to give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. The first effect of God's work in my life is towards me, what it has done for me. And the second is bread to the eater, what God can do through me, In helping others, so is my word. It shall not return unto me void. God's word will not come back void. He that goeth forth with weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again, bringing the sheaves with him. You go forth with the word of God, the, the seed. Now, the word, the seed is the word, Jesus said. You go forth in, uh, bearing the precious seed, the word of God, carrying it to others. Doubtless you're going to come again with a harvest. For God's word will not return unto him void. Now, learn to start using the word and quit defending it. It doesn't need your defense. It needs that you just use the word of God. How many people have started to read the Bible in order that they might learn it better so that they can better argue against it and have ended up believing? I think of Lou Madison in our congregation here. And his wife loved the Lord and was a Christian, and Lou was so angry. With his engineering mind, he was going to read the Bible so that he could just tear to shreds her whole faith, destroy it. (laughs) And as he got to reading the Bible in order that he might destroy his wife's faith, God's word didn't return void, and faith was planted in Lou's heart. They ended up together in the faith instead of out of the faith because God's Word won't return void if a person would only read with an open heart. God's Word will not return void. It shall accomplish that which God pleases. It shall prosper in the thing for which God sent it. Now, God has sent His Word to bring you hope, to bring you encouragement, to bring you joy, to bring you life, and all of these things will come to you as you read the Word of God. It's not going to return void. It's going to accomplish the purposes for which He has sent it. And so, how important for us is just let the Word of God soak into our lives. Just each day get a new drenching of God's word and just let it soak in. And oh, how it will cause your life to just bud forth into glory, into beauty. For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing and the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Oh, that person who is saturated in the word of God. All nature seems to just come into harmony and into tune. It's just glorious. As you come into harmony with God, you come into harmony with the nature around you. And oh, you begin to see things you never saw before. I've always said, hey, If you're not a Christian, be sure that you give your life to the Lord before you take your vacation. You cannot enjoy your vacation completely unless you have Christ in your heart. And I'll tell you, you'll see things through Christ-filled eyes that you have never seen before. Those flowers that you used to just trample down in the meadows you'll be enthralled with them, with their design, with their color, with their beauty. You'll see new things. The hills will break forth into singing. The trees will clap their hands, and all oh, you'll just come in tune and in harmony with God's creation. Instead of the thorn, there'll come up a fir tree Instead of a briar, the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. God's glorious days of restoration. You know the glorious thing about teaching the word of God? I never need to worry about the results. Because God's word won't return void. He's going to accomplish the purposes for which he sent it. And I can always know that you're gonna go away and be blessed because you have been here. And that's sort of comforting to know. If I stood up here and gave you my word all evening, then I'd worry all week about what had happened to it. But because we give to you God's word, we commend you now unto the word of God. That God might work in your life his glorious work as now by the Spirit he makes application of the truths to your life. And as he begins his work of enriching you in his love, through his grace.
0: We'll continue with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Isaiah on our next broadcast. As Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Isaiah 55 when visiting thewordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's thewordfortoday.org.
1: And may your life be an instrument in God's hand. May you have that unusual joy of realizing God's hand is upon my life and He has used me. May God help you to share His love with those that are still sitting in darkness. And may you experience the anointing of God's Spirit upon your life in a new in a very special way as He empowers you to do His work in Jesus' name.
0: This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. For years, Pastor Chuck was asked thousands of questions.
1: This new guy that my mom married, he's that the Christian beliefs are foolish, and I was wondering if that's going to like affect my mom's walk. I'm a Christian. I'm trying to fight the addiction of smoking, and are those things going to keep me from going in the rapture? Is it okay to use your tithes and give it to someone who's going on a mission trip instead of giving it directly to church? The Word for Today is pleased to present an e-book called Biblical Counseling by Chuck Smith, listing over 200 topics that include Pastor Chuck's commentary and the scripture references he used. Topics include addiction, business relationships, depression, lawsuits, sexuality, training children, and so much more. To download the Biblical Counseling ebook by Chuck Smith, visit thewordfortoday.org and click on the link provided, or you can call 1-800-272-9673.